Welcome to Wrestling with Fetish, uh, Super Kid once again, and we are here after a long day of one shoot. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it I was mean, a good shoot. It, it was, was a good shoot. It was a good shoot. It was a damn good shoot. Really good shoot. We uh, we are we, we actually did something that was uh, it's the first time for SKW where we had an election. This is this is definitely coming right after the election, obviously. Um, oh, during the election, uh, post election period, where everyone was unsure as to where it was going to go, I made a tweet. Uh, where I said that if Joe Biden won, I would give everybody a free clip. And of course, Hot. that blew up in my fucking face. Because <laughs> when he did win, I got like yeah. 30 emails going, like, hey, how about that new clip? And was, then, was it a lot of people coming in your face? Yes. And... yes. <laughs> so it was a Wednesday. I don't remember your face being in the line of fire. <laughs> <laughs> but they literally, they thought that they got to pick the clip. And I'm like, that's not how that that's works. That's not how that works. Yeah, I'll be in my office for 16,000 hours doing that. So I couldn't do that. <laughs> so I said, well, either I will pick a clip specifically. and um, Or I will shoot one with the, the theme in mind. And today mm -hmm. we had this idea to get you guys into a blue suit, a red suit. And do a, a blue wave kind of clip. <laughs> you and haven't even I, told them who we are. Well, I mean, they should know, right? You guys should know just from the voices. No. Uh, so on my far left, on my far left is on my far left. We've had a couple of drinks. Is uh, Willow, who is back <laughs> after the last episode. Yeah, it's very nice to be back. I remember we left on a little bit of a cliffhanger, and I can't wait to talk to What's about you. The cliffhanger was talking about Findom. Oh, we will get to that. Yeah. yeah, we forgot about. It was them. a lot of fun. Well, I, I ran out of money. <laughs> I'm excited to talk more about it. So we will get to that. We're going to get to both of you guys. Uh, we're definitely going to get deeply into uh, the background of April Flowers, who's sitting next to me. Woo! So if you guys don't know who April Flowers is, she is a brand, brand new SKW model uh, on the podcast. Oh. Um, but she's been wrestling for us for now, what, two years? Almost? Closer to three, I think. Closer to three. Yeah. Sparrow introduced us a while back. So Sparrow got you yeah. into it. Um, I, I actually always forget everyone's origins. So tell us about how you uh, you did your first shoot for us. Oh, good Lord. Now I've forgotten my damn origins, too. <laughs> Why have you done this to me? Um, let me think. Sparrow introduced us, well, closer to four years ago, but we didn't work together for a good year after that, I'd say. And then after that, it was a few shoots back to back. Mm. And now, of course, there's this lovely, super fun pandemic. I've not shot for anyone for like a we year. Met, we met initially at Frolicon. We met in person at Frolicon. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Four we, years we ago. We met at like a, a restaurant? Um, I actually still distinctly remember it, weirdly yep, enough. I do yeah, too. you were coming downstairs, <laughs> I was coming up the stairs, and you went, No, no, I recognize you from Facebook. You, you're coming no, with no. us. No, I know you. <laughs> he invited me into his group. He was immediately that's so how, warm and welcoming. He was like, You're coming with me. <laughs> we need to catch up. We need how, to know that's each how other better. There it goes. I love that though. <laughs> you were just from the get go, just so welcoming. It's one of the things that puts I me at ease with you. I mean, chloroform and rope really help, but you know. I mean, you know, that's how you get straight to my little heart. <laughs> it makes it easier. I'm predictable. Just Even over the shoulder carry you into the restaurant. I mean, <laughs> hell if you would have. Yeah. I mean, it'd be a different story, uh, or the same story. So uh, no, we it would have ended up the same way. And then I think eventually I said, well, you should come down and do some shoots, and you did great, uh, and uh, and people really really liked your your look and your style and. Mm -hmm. Uh, and so when, um, uh, I was going to call you by your real name almost, but when Willow uh, came and did the thing, I was just like, well, if you're going to come back, you should work with um, with April first. Yeah. Like, yeah. I didn't know that. I'm kind of flattered. Yeah. <laughs> so you were my first, like, try on. 
Oh, nice. look. I'm someone's first. I feel special. Oh, my. So for the record, today we shot a really funny clip. Uh, I believe it was April was in red. Mm-hmm. Not my color, but you know. Yeah. <laughs> and well, it was in blue, it. and we did kind of a blue I'm state. I'm accommodating. Yeah, we did a blue state, red state kind of battle. I, there was, there were Can you imagine who won? <laughs> Can you imagine who didn't uh, accept that she lost? To be clear, I am in no way a red state. I just like watching Republicans get beaten up on. <laughs> I volunteer as tribute for that. Well, we just lost our only other viewer, so there you Damn. go. Damn. <laughs> or listener. Um, <laughs> oh, no. Good riddance. We're down to two. <laughs> Fuck them. Hi, Mom. So, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going straight to hell. Hurry, <laughs> y'all. No, no, but uh, um, but yeah, so so we uh, we did the shoot. Um, we got to relax a little bit afterwards uh, and got in the tub and had some drinks. And now we're gonna we decided last minute to kind of sh- you know do this. Uh, but um, dead silence. Dead silence. <laughs> I thought I had something in my teeth. Oh no, I was swallowing. <laughs> I was like, I'm, I'm swallowing. My and nobody's saying anything. <laughs> But because we have April coming in brand new, we want to get to know you better. So um, yeah, that's dangerous. Is this is this your first? Uh, was was SKW your first fetish um, work and video? Oh, not even slightly. I actually came to this through a really roundabout way. Mm. I got my start doing. Well, I wouldn't even call it modeling exactly. A lot of rope folks call their bottoms models out of more courtesy than anything, but especially because you know you never know. The exact alignment of the person you're tying with. Rope is one of the most versatile kinks there is, and that's my main squeeze fetish. That's where I got my start um, as a rope bottom, and then later on as a rope demo bottom. Um, I've taught some classes, I've traveled a little bit with it, which is a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. And rope is just one of those fetishes that lends itself to a lot of photo shoots. Like, you want proof of what you've done, you want to be able to see your end results, you want, like, breakdowns of the ties that got you there, you want to be able to look back for practice sake. And it's just a really photogenic kink, especially. And from there, just a little bit spiraled. People would see my rope photos and they'd contact me on Instagram and FetLife and stuff and be like, are you interested in doing other kinks on camera? And I was like, well, I mean, sure, why not? And it a little bit spiraled. And, well, what, um, well, how old were you when you first got into the rope thing? Literally as immediately as I could without feeling skeevy. Um, <laughs> about a week after my 21st birthday was oh, the first time so I went to the club. Sweet. Oh, sweet. You're so cute. <laughs> I was on the cusp of I like wanted 18. To be, well, see, I wanted to be... Re- I, I don't want to say respectful, but like I didn't want to creep people out. <laughs> All of my serious relationships ever have been kink-oriented, but most clubs, very reasonably, have that age limit of 21. Oh, yeah. And I know people who will sneak you in, and I know people who use the fake okay, ideas. Okay, so yeah, I, was, honestly, I was thinking more along in terms that. of doing it in private play. I wasn't thinking Now, in private clubs. play, I think I've been kinky for my entire awareness, even before my awareness of sexuality, to be honest. I was raised very conservative. I didn't know much about sex. I didn't have any awareness or education about that but i was confusingly turned on by freaking disney movies when Heck i was like yeah. 10 or 11 years old well, let's talk about that because that's that's you something t- I, the well, villainous ties someone to a chair and i'm just like oh my okay, goodness okay so i usually get to that way later in the <laughs> that process that one scene in aladdin, aladdin where yep. i knew you were gonna is, say aladdin uh, everyone's woo! And now one of the kinks I'm most recently is exploring. Is she gets like... She gets tied up into bondage. No, she's she in chains and she's in red. Oh, and right. her hair's up in a high ponytail. And he pulls her chains closer to him and he gets in her yes. face. and her back arches. And, and her, she's just oh like, Oh my Ugh. God. 
Everybody at Disney is kinky. You cannot convince me otherwise. Oh, it's a otherwise. bunch of college students. Come on. Mencken and Schwartz are kinky little bastards, y'all. No, it's it's the artists <laughs> who are just like, what if we just get him to do this with the chain? And what if we just... So many of the fetishes and kinks I've explored over the years, people will tell you it comes from this Disney movie, that TV cartoon. Mm. Oh, 100%. I'm exploring this whole hypnosis kink now. And people even, will tell you, Batman. totally spies. That one scene in Aladdin. Batman, Batman. with the, um, what was it? The, the magical vine thing that like hypnotizes and trances people. People. There's Adam West, the Adam me. West show right where now. there was a lot of uh, women being chloroformed and mm-hmm. uh, a lot of lot of cat women being chloroformed and knocked out oh, and being man. carried around. And there was never any hope. She's wearing head to toe spandex. And I like, grew up on Disney princess movies. Like there was never any hope for me. Dude, there was. If I if I really want to go to a con, I don't go. I don't really do comic cons much. But if I ever wanted to meet somebody and thank them for my for the fact that I could pay bills, it's it's Linda Carter with Wonder Woman. Yes. That woman got knocked out a million mean. times with chloroform, got carried around like this, like this over the shoulder, and the next mm. thing you know, that's 90% of my customer base is like, can we do this, Carrie? Can we do this scene? Can we do that? And for me, it was always and bondage. Ch- and your children's stories. <laughs> no, their children's, their ch- is children's TV. Tangled, the um, the Disney princess movie yes. with the long hair. What happened with Tangled? I am legitimately not one of my partners who has made a rule. I am not allowed to cut my hair until after it has grown long enough that we can tie my arms into my hair. And we're getting close. My hair is almost three well, feet long Was there a scene in Tangled that I missed? There. She, like... She had her, hair her, around and she her fella tied to the chair oh. with her hair. She gets point. entangled there's, to her own. So her there's own several chair. scenes in that movie. There's several scenes where she's she, like, it's so she's just like this goofy, clumsy, hapless, silly cutie, and like, oh no, I'm tangled in my own hair. Oh no. Oh no, I fell. Oh there's no, a I scene fell where again. The man, there's a scene where the man climbs up into her tower and she knocks him out and ties him to a chair with her hair. And there's a scene in the end where her step, her wicked stepmother, which is such a kinky trope. Let's be honest. I mean, that's more... Her regular stepmother has got her in chains and, like, her hands are behind her back and she's, like, struggling and her stepmother's, like, pulling her back by her hair and I'm just like, gosh, I hope this doesn't awaken anything in Uh, me. Isn't there also a scene... give me some more popcorn for, like, 30 minutes? Isn't there also a scene where she gets, like, tangled up in her hair where she, like, falls out of a tree or something and she's, like... Tangled from her hair. Yes. She gets played up. She gets played up so much as like this silly, hapless cutie who just keeps getting tangled and clumsy and like tripping over her own feet and her own hair. And I'm hey. just over there here was with a, my little hippo fetish. There was the hand job scene during the credits. Remember that? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, the hair job. There's the. That's the name of the movie. What? Tangled. Clever, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> I'm telling you, these bastards over at Disney—they're not subtle. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the first clamshell VHS tape I owned was literally a city of dicks for Little Mermaid. What? What? Well, what? Yeah, it is! The Little Mermaid, oh, yeah. Oh, the, the palace in the background yeah. that it looks like penises. I oh, forgot about that. Oh, it's not just looks like. <laughs> it's literally little mushroom cats. Glistening dicks in the background. Literal ivory phalluses. Amazing. It was not subtle. <laughs> what, was your, what was your first personal experience where, where like you saw a thing and you were like, oh. Oh, to be honest, I'm not 100% sure I can remember anymore. That you can, that, um, well, the, one, the first one you do remember, I guess. Probably the most, the one I'm the most conscious of was Monsters, Inc. And it makes me feel like a filthy pervert. What? Whoa. The scream machine that they invented. They're like, you oh, strap yeah. someone in oh, and you like goodness. terrify them. And they're like struggling to escape. And it's like, I am a literal child. I feel filthy even admitting See, this. Whoa, okay. Let's, wow. let's, let's, let's I was like that eight, quick. ten years old. And I'm like wiggling in my seat. Like, what is this uncomfortable feeling? So what was it about <laughs> that? What is it about that particular 
situation that I'm the not bondage. S- I'm telling you, there was never oh, any the bondage, hope for me. The kids are tied. You take the, no. It's Mike Wazowski who is who's the little green guy. I love and they, yeah. the little they, green man. Mike they, Wazowski. They cuffed him Wazowski. into this chair, and they put this like little suction cup, and it's like slowly thing. advancing towards him. So he's like struggling yeah, and he's scared, and I'm just like. I remember having this vivid just thought. to a chair. I had this very clear thought that, what's he <laughs> complaining about? This is fantastic. Fuck. I was like a little bit annoyed at him for like, fuck it, if you don't want to be there, get out of my way. Whoa. <laughs> like this Whoa. shit starts young, y'all. <laughs> Michael's asking. From the minute I had literally any awareness of like sexuality, sexual preferences, it was always <laughs> queer. It was always kinky from See? the get-go. I was well, where, 11. So where did, it, where did it go from that? <laughs> Not very far, of course, because it's a Disney movie, and you know the heroes no, have mean, to win other, in the end. Other, <laughs> other pop culture events. Well, don't let me drink before you ask me questions. Then I think other pop culture events or, or things that went on later on in your I life. I mean, there's a lot. I of found a way. I grew up on the age of AO3 and fanfiction.net, so anything that's even remotely kinky, oh, queer, we can make it worse and better. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, <laughs> the amount of fanfiction that I've read about a certain wizard. A certain person whose names rhyme with Harry Otter. (laughs) Exactly. I'm not going to go into it, but I think my first, like, real movie awakening was Who Framed Roger Rabbit. The first time I saw Jessica Rabbit's tits, I almost fell out. Well, that's that's universal across the board. I was, like, nine. scenes. It's really astonishing. Yes, and okay, I was so I'm just like, those student, are huge. So they make me take all these classes. Those are huge. Yeah. How is it way so small? You're they basically make you take all these classes on psych, human development, child development, all this bullshit, and pretty much everyone forever. And now we all know that Freud is bullshit, and he's a crazy person. Yeah. But pretty much everyone ever has always agreed that your awareness of sexuality starts a lot younger than we as our puritanical society wants to admit. Oh, yeah. 10-, 12-year-olds? Like, we're aware of sexuality, we just don't know what to call it yet. The last time that I was on this podcast... Those memories are formative. What was it when I admitted I understood or, like, was gaining into my sexual identity was, like, 8 to 10? Like, I was young. I saw Monsters, Inc. when I was in 5th grade, I think. Young. It starts young. Like, your brain is looking for things that it's going to hardware later as, like, and now you're a pervert. <laughs> well, that's the end of this podcast. We thank you for now. Uh, <laughs> 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 it's so, no, no. But, uh, so, anyway, so, Disney. No, but I, I, like to, I like to trace the path of where you ended up where you're at now. So what, what was the big, what's the other big point of your life where you're like, okay, this is the path I'm on? Is it? Uh, Catholic school. Okay. It's a cliche for a reason. I lost my virginity tied to a costume rack in a closet backstage in Catholic school. I did. (laughs) Dear penthouse. Oh my goodness. I mean, that's exactly what it was. So who tied, wait, was it you, did you request the tie or was it somebody? It sort of just happened. There were prop handcuffs. In hindsight, I'm not going to lie. It's a girl, of course. It's a Catholic school. (laughs) Don't get me wrong, the priests at that school were problematic. There is a reason Catholic priests at high schools have a high turnover rate. It's because they kick them out quick. Oh, I thought you were going to say they were hot or something. Okay. So it wasn't a I'm not saying I have a priest fetish. I'm just, I have a blasphemy <laughs> kink, saying. and it just happens to spiral. Let's just put it that But no, so no Catholic priest is truly attractive sacri- to me. Sacrilegious. I'm not saying, I but I was I'm just 14 saying. and at a Catholic school. So who tied you up? 
I... Don't name them, but I'm just saying like... Kathy. <laughs> Kathy Lick? Kathy. Was her name? Was her name Kathy Lick? Wow. No. She was a freshman. What? I was a sophomore. She was wow. a drama major. I was a choir student. We both wound up in a dressing room. They were prop handcuffs and things spiraled. Mm. If you go to a Catholic school, you are either going to be a very straight-laced, very suppressed straight woman... Oh, you're going to be a filthy, kinky queer, and there's no in-between. Are they going to no be, in between. like, Ben Shapiro's wife? Yeah, it's like, which Republican senator does she work with? <laughs> I've never come a day in my life. What is this like? Representative <laughs> Kathy Lick, once. Nah, Catholic school is a fantastic breeding ground for kinky little queers experimenting, and I was... Yeah. We did not have the words at Catholic school as suppressed as we all were and as closeted as we all were and as deliberately in the dark as they kept us all. We didn't have the words. We didn't know that we were queer, but we knew that we were queer. We just didn't know that that's the term for it. Mm-hmm. We knew that every single fucking one of us, <laughs> every blessed one of us was all gay with each other, but none of us knew the words for it. Yet God. that's how suppressed they keep you. <laughs> and where did it go from there? Oh, gosh. I don't even... The next milestone. Oh, uh, well, it went to a foster family in North Carolina. That's where they shipped me after they caught us. Oh, goodness. <laughs> the Catholics do not like the queers. <laughs> it did not end well. So foster family, and how old were you there? Mm, 15, 16, the first time I left home. And did you uh, ever reach a point where you were like, okay, I need to break the fuck free of this? 17. I got myself legally emancipated, yeah. Mm-hmm. And where'd you go from there? Uh, the military. Aha! That's the a good military. way to get yourself. I mean, that's, that place is free of kink, I think. <laughs> the it's... Navy is the kinkiest branch. Let me just tell you all that from <laughs> personal really? experience. See, I've heard Marines tell me the same thing. All so right. what makes the Navy kinkier? Uh, the isolation at sea for eight to ten months at a time and your lack of options. You get creative. Wow. <laughs> your lack of options. Can we talk about the lack of options? Historically, historically, no, this is actually I feel like I haven't seen the right up. military films. Historically, <laughs> the Navy is actually the queerest branch of oh, the military. I know, I know, yeah, yeah. That is an actual fact. I love it. They've written books on it. It's fantastic. It's the Navy is the I mean, the there's a whole branch. sailor thing for a reason, so... People are more heteroflexible or queer than they realize, but American society keeps you incredibly closeted. And especially in the military when you've got this toxic masculinity... Masculinity? Fuck, I should stop drinking. <laughs> masculinity <laughs> runs rampant. I'm but then in the Navy, your options are limited. So historically, people would go out to sea, and there's literally... Oh, I've forgotten the term for it, but there's so many slang terms for basically gay because you're out at sea. You're gay Navy gay. Gay... 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 <laughs> You're the Take this away from me. <laughs> um. Gay for eight to ten months because you're out at sea. There ain't no dames is the old expression for it. Ain't no That's dames. That's incredible. I feel like if in the Navy, if you had any fantasies, like that would be the time to do it. Like, especially if you have like the DP... You're not wrong. Thing uh, you are not wrong. Director Just, of photography is with that. <laughs> oh, for heaven's sake! This poor closeted uh, man. Director of photography <laughs> kink. You would uh, you would be able to find your two partners and Double like get that on board, and then. If if you didn't want to, you would never have to see them again. Take 500 men, take them away from their wives, their girlfriends, their toxic masculinity, tube. even their media, because you can't get good Wi-Fi out at sea. Oh, that Back in terrible. the day, nowadays it's... Now you can, but... Not nowadays you can download it, save it on a hard drive, plug it in your laptop. Mm-hmm. But back in ye olden days of, you know, the 80s and 90s... Mm-hmm. Ye olden days of 2015. <laughs> You're not wrong. <laughs> You'd take these sailors, you'd put them out to sea. Like, it's a running joke for a reason, because it's a little bit true. The days before Kate Blanchett. 
Plus, you take that much rigid protocol, uniforms, snapping to obey orders, you get kinky and you get queer. I'm just saying, there's yeah. a, I went through Marine ROTC, but I joined the Navy. Did like, you have any amazing, I think I do you have any like, great experiences uh, kink-wise during that time? Not as many as you'd think, oddly mm-hmm. enough. Uh, Navy folks are kinky, but I'm kinkier. <laughs> <laughs> so you, a lot of it fell a little bit short. It was a little it, yeah. disappointing. Uh, I had a couple pretty goddamn good encounters. Don't get me wrong, but by and large, it's a lot of folks who are more casually kinky. Mm-hmm. Kinky for the military, but not kinky enough for me. That sounded like bragging, but I promise it's not. <laughs> I, mean, no, I really want to bend you over and slap your ass a few times. Maybe pull your hair. Yeah, exactly. There's kinky and then like it's I want like, to no, slap I around. want you to spit in my face. <laughs> like... I want you to strip away my goddamn humanity and reduce me to a puddle of tears on like, the floor. I'm a woman from the 1700s. Strip away my rights and my clothes and let me know that I'm being dominated. Now, and don't get me wrong, good. the military will do that to you too, but it's oh, not hot and sexy. That's <laughs> why we're talking it's about depressing. the Navy. <laughs> They're just like, I'm just a recruitment officer, you guys. But I mean, there was never any hope for me. <laughs> I, I grew up really on the bondage cartoons. I was in the Navy. Like, of you, course I, I'm going to wind up a kinky gay adult. Ma'am, I just need you to fill out this form. I, 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 <laughs> I'm really not ready to make you cry on the side of the street just yet. It's I'm just sorry, yet. Oh, yet, you promise? That's above my pay grade, man. Now, there was never any hope for me. I was in a Catholic school. I, <laughs> I got sent to Catholic school. I got sent to, like, Christian families who were supposed to make me straighter, and it didn't take. And then I got sent to the Navy. Like, that's the point at which my mother should have given up all fucking hope for me. <laughs> so after the military, where did it go for you? Pretty much straight to the kink clubs. I came home from the military. I was uh, working nights. I was sleeping in my car. I was trying to put myself through EMS school, and I just needed my pressure relief valve. And here I was, newly 21, and here's the kink scene available Beautiful. and open to me for the first time in my life because you're scared to do that when you're in the military mm. because what if someone recognizes you? It can come back at you. It can what get you What was your trouble. first experience in the local kink scene? The first ever time I went out to a kink club was also my first ever bondage experience. And of course, in hindsight, I would do things differently. I would vet the person better, etc. But honestly, I got lucky. It went better than it could have. Good. It remains to this day in my top five list of best scenes I've ever done. Partly that's nostalgia, I'm sure. But it was just this fantastic like energy exchange. It was the first time I'd ever been tied and it... I'm looking back, I now know that someone tying someone for the first time should not be that comfortable with me. I don't think it was terribly problematic, but like I would not feel that comfortable that what was intensely the age, what was with the someone. Age differential? Not much of one. I was twenty one, he was twenty five. He oh, was so a you're great no. you're fine. He was a great tire. I thoroughly enjoyed it. Nothing bad happened at all. It was a great experience. But looking back I think I like, just, ah, I look back at a little bit arrogant. Yeah, aren't I look you? at a lot of experiences at Frolicon and I, I see a lot of like rumors that creep me the fuck out. Now there's rumors too, don't get me wrong, mm. even about this person in particular. I mean gr- groomers. I mean as in like people who groom young Groomers women. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like I said, one of the reasons I did not delve into the kink scene until I was 21 was because I do not trust people who want to tie up 18-year-olds. If you're 30 and you want to only play with 18-year-olds, there's something wrong with you. Yeah, period. Like, oh, God. I think you just destroyed yeah. my ex. Everyone's had that ex, honey. No judgment. Everyone's had that one. It's gross. There's, a, there's way too much devious... Did you pour my wine into your wine? I have no idea what you're talking about. No, How dare you? About. No, it just it, it evaporated. We've been at this for nine hours. Oh, no. <laughs> but there's, yeah. True, too. There's the, uh, uh, what happened? Oh, she's no. reminding me that I'm my own ride home, and it's yeah. later than I and think I it is. You, yeah, we can get you home. So now's the time to slow down. Yeah. You're right. When in doubt, you Uber. 
But um, there's I'm a. I'm taking an Uber to Marietta. Listen, I've been the mom friend for far too long. I love it. So like, <laughs> no, exactly. Slap your hand away. I love a good mom friend, and that's usually my role. So this is like a nice refreshing change of pace. Oh, I'm not about to be your mom friend. <laughs> you can call me daddy. You know what? I you like know. it. But no, so. <laughs> One thing I've noticed from doing that the cons is to say there's a lot of people who are shitty who also have a lot of 30-year-old goatees. So. A rule for me is that at this point I will not date anyone younger than I am and I will also not date Same. anyone I will not date anyone younger than I am. Yeah. I will not date anyone who's dating like I don't have a specific cutoff exactly but there's an age point at which you think, "Well, this is just squicky. What's wrong with you?" Mhm. Why do you, ex and especially if you exclusively date folks of a certain age, there yes. are certain people in our community who are 50 and they're still dating exclusively 18 year olds. Oh my God. Like it shows. There's a point at which it shows. I've left a lot of that behind for those reasons. Uh, and I have my own limits, you know, just because yeah. there's, there's developmental kind of rates, you know, just... It's hard to, to kind of pinpoint where you want to be, but at the same time, when you meet someone, especially, if you meet someone who's like, let's say, on the cusp, it's like, okay, well, I only date people who are like 30 and above. And then yeah. suddenly you meet someone who's 28, and you're like, okay, you passed, you're okay. But then someone who's like 30, and you're like, holy shit, you act like a fucking 19 year old. Oh, I hate that. Yeah. Oh my God, I hate that so <laughs> I hate much. It so much. <laughs> like, I have developed my boundaries and my limits over the years, and you know, they make some people upset, and I do not care. Because if you're going to get upset at other people's boundaries, then you are proving that you are too immature to be in to oh, be playing God. with people. If you get right. upset at me saying, I'm sorry, but I'm 27. Am I 27? <laughs> so this is tonight's podcast. Okay, I, don't know what, <laughs> I don't know what part of like birth family y'all aren't getting, but we don't keep close track of birthdays. Sure. Like I had to pause and do some math there for a minute. Yeah. I'm 27. Yes, I had to think about that. So, were you going, so, so let me go back to the previous question. So mm -hmm. we've gone past the military. You're into mm -hmm. the kink scene. Oh, yeah. Uh, so what happened after that when you did your first scene? For me, I jumped pretty much immediately into rope. It was one of the first things I tried, and I went, this is everything. And what attracted you to rope in particular? Everything about it. I'm a very sensory and very tactile person and rope to me is the most versatile kink because rope rope is like a lingering touch everywhere where your partner has just touched you to drag rope across you that pressure and that sensation remains so i wind up in like this full body hug i love that so much any other kink you know you get a good smack and it leaves a nice bruise and that's nice but rope Okay. Rope is just the most pure, most intimate connection I've ever experienced. Do you know what I mean? Especially after it leaves like a little bit of a rope burn. Yes. I have gotten some weird looks at the gym from like my rope burns being like a little indiscretionable. And I've had to explain people have given me that look of like, um, are you okay? I'm I have like, had I to have show never up. been better. I have had to show up to work with what is clearly you have like been a one. little bit strangled by a rope. Like you can see the individual fiber oh, imprints yeah. because I'm very pale. Are you okay, Blake? Wants for you. And people are like, so none. that looks bad. And I'm like, um, um, um. I mean, shit. <laughs> you look bad. <laughs> right? That's what I'm Where are your rope marks? Well, I had the martial arts as an excuse. I'm like, oh, we were practicing. Ch it, it's rope. It's a fabric burn from a gi choke, <laughs> right? <laughs> it's from this other thing that totally isn't kink related. I've got scars from rope. I love it. I've got them on my wrist, on like the little bony points of my pelvis. Like a good rope burn. Hot. It's hot. Yes. <laughs> rope on your skin. Rope after it's left your skin. It leaves bruises. It leaves scrapes. 
That's my favorite part. It's so immediately grounding, yes. It, it brings part. every part of your focus to right where you are right this second, what's touching you right this second, who's touching you right this second. I actually brought this up in our last podcast together yeah. of like, it, so I look at rope as a way of not being in a sexual form, but being in a... Not uh, inherently. Self, yeah. yeah. Uh, being like a self-therapeutic thing of like, this is where I am in this moment in time. It's something that I can ground myself to, yes. especially when I have those moments where I'm dissociating or I'm just not all there. I can look at something. I can look at a rope burn. I can look yeah. at a bruise and I can be like, I'm real. Okay, I'm this, here. This is my exactly. physical body. Let mm -hmm. me experience it. Yeah. Yes. You get it? Yeah. It. yeah. <laughs> it's so common. Or I shouldn't say common, but you see that thread a lot in the rope scene. Half thread. <laughs> you see that a lot with especially rope bottoms and stuff. Oh, yeah. You cannot ignore rope. It is immediate. It is grounding. You cannot ignore the fact that your body is wrapped in it. Like I did. I actually was not expecting my this. I'd been tying with my <laughs> rope top for about five years at the time that I experienced. We did like this rope mummy scene. I was like almost That's totally awesome. cocooned. It was fantastic. I had over 400 feet of rope on my body. That's incredible. We slightly forgot about the fact that your skin needs to breathe. No. So that became a little problematic, but I like hit this weird, trancy, hypnotic state that I have never been able to access That's since. Safe. Beyond subspace. It was oh, surreal. Wow. It was a little bit like, it was almost an out of body experience. I could not That's feel awesome. my own body. I had so much rope on my body that I could not feel his hands on me anymore. There was not enough surface area of my skin still reachable, so I could feel the pressure of his hands, but I could not feel his hands. It was a total That's out of body incredible. mind fuck. Interesting. <laughs> and for me, that's like, I won't say it's the priority of kink, but for me, that's one of the biggest and best things kink does for me mm. is it takes you out of your body, but it also makes you more painfully, immediately aware of it. Oh, yeah. You are in your body. You are here in this moment. There's nowhere else you can be. And if you don't pay attention to it, you're going to fuck it up. It make, It's yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it's urgent. It's demanding. But oh, it's yeah. also simultaneously relaxing and comforting. I don't know about relaxing, but comforting. Yes. Depends on the scene. Yeah, that's that's true. Depending, yes. Depends on the scene. You get strung up by one leg sometimes, and it's just like, cool, like, I want to die. I need you to die. <laughs> this is hot. I want to die in a hot way, but I kind of want to die. <laughs> My goodness. Uh, well, no, I mean, with me, rope, um, it's one of those things where I... I I am so lazy. <laughs> I'm just like... <laughs> I have met a couple of dogs that are like that. They're like, well, I like it, but I just want to get... It's a long like... walk for a short drink of water for some. It really is. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. A thousand percent. So you have to That's be... A good way to you have it. to be focused. You have to have the time. You have to be willing or wanting the meditative state. You have to and really not be necessarily into what the puzzle of it. Mm -hmm. If you yes. don't like puzzles, I wouldn't recommend Well, Shikari I've, reached, I've reached meditative states through other means. <laughs> but for some people, the, the, the process of rope is obviously a part of it. And for me, yeah, the process is a huge part of it. And to me, I'm, I'm too lazy. I'm just like, look, I want to get there through another way. Um, and I've done it through different ways, whether it's through, you know, pain play or, or just topping somebody or, or doing mm -hmm. different kinds of, of yeah. role play. And that will get me there. 
but everyone has their different paths, and yours yeah. definitely involves a lot more rope than mine. Well, and but for we're me still aiming for the same place, yeah. Yeah, exactly. We're all winding up in similar places. We're just getting because that's what Frolicon is great because you can bump into each other and be like, "So how did you get there?" <laughs> 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 well, I was underwater in case in uh, in case in late. So there I was so, upside um, down in front of three hundred strangers <laughs> with my bare naked vagina hanging out, yep. <laughs> and then I suddenly came, and yep. who knew? I had a butt plug made of fireworks. And <laughs> it was great. <laughs> Well, they were all me, blue. When I, say that, <laughs> when I say that rope is the most versatile kink for me, I mean I can get five minutes of rope that's just quick, fast, dirty, straight to the pain, straight to that. the trauma. You need to get into the And then there's other elaborate. times I when to I want it. to spend like three hours slowly being like <laughs> I like being social. I'm like, can we do that? We're we done? Good, because I gotta go have some drinks with some friends. See, I can't I can't do the like quick, fast, and easy. Like I have to have it's that rare. like at least intricate hours worth of like my rope top because oh, yeah. it takes me forever to get into some space because like one little sound will immediately take me out of it Ooh. and now see for me i absolutely get that because Terrible. with most rope people and with most scenes and with most fetishes i'm like that i'm very lucky in that i've been tying with the same person for about six seven years now oh that's good so he knows my moods he knows how to read me really well he's he's fantastic i'm very lucky mm-hmm. there are days sometimes when we'll just i at the core of it all, my most main kink is truly just service. Mm-hmm. Like, I will just debase myself. Yeah, I was going to ask you about someone. that in terms of what... Oh, you're a service sub. Yeah. like Not even just a service sub. Like, I've never quite found strong enough words for it. But to me, my entire role on Earth is to be a vessel for something. Like, it's not just service. It's everything. It's flowing through me. My job is just to be here. To uh, I can't She's quite put it into words. Mm-hmm. That's definitely one of the words for it, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, let's but, well service so let's, 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 so let's service switch it, to it over to, to wrestling. Because yeah, for sure. Obviously, yeah. that's what I do. There's so much we could talk about. And oh, for sure. That's not we could talk related. each other's ear off. Well, that, <laughs> and that's one of the things that keys me into it. Well, that helps me translate it yeah. to wrestling. I'm still following orders. I'm still doing... I may not understand it, but it's what people want. It's what people like, and well, I, I want like to do what people well, want. The stuff that we do, not grappling, so to speak, is grappling is more of like, hey, I can defeat you kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, whereas this is more like, we're going to do a, a role play, and then we're going to just freeform it. And when you grab someone by the hair, you know, for example... Yes, please. Well, today, <laughs> I, I did a quick thing with you where I was just like, okay, I'm going to demonstrate. Literally just you demonstrating and my brain was like, okay. Yeah. And yeah, I felt you pulled it. my hair once today and I was just like, ugh. Yeah. I literally saw your eyes yes. roll back yeah. a little when he it grabbed your hair. So, I grabbed so your hair very <laughs> I grabbed your hair very quickly. It's so long since somebody's grabbed my hair that way and I'm just like, oh, oh God. <laughs> but I felt it and there's that there's a there's an energy transfer there. There is. Yeah. And I think that's a beautiful thing. And that thing. translates to all the kinks, like no matter what kink I'm working mm-hmm. with, no matter what fetish I'm performing for cameras, for other people, for mm-hmm classes for demonstrations for shows it's that energy transfer my job is to Mm -hmm. be like a conduit for this energy and i can translate that to almost anything that's why pro wrestling is that's why pro wrestling to me was the thing that got me into it It, it, just like the way rope was it for you rope was it for you for me it was the the idea hit me for the first time this was it (laughs) i was 13 years old there was a girl who was into pro pro wrestling and she said Mm -hmm. like do you want to just fake wrestle 
And I said, sure. Yeah, and she won a fake rescue. Yeah, yeah. She was, oh, you know, I've been through that phase myself. <laughs> and she was like, oh, we all? She was like, yeah, I'll put on like a little bathing suit. I was like, sure. And I'm like, sure. Oh, she went full and, into the dressing up and everything. And okay. in my age, she I was just a little like, more than wrestling. yeah. And she was like, what do you want to wear? I'm like, what do you want me to wear? She's like, oh, some biker shorts or something. And I was like, okay. You asked her what she wanted you to wear. Yeah. That's some yeah. service bottoming, my well, friend. I just wanted... <laughs> but see, I didn't realize. Am at the I time. wrong? To me, it was more <laughs> no. like I want you to to pick. You know, to, I want you to have the, the most fun as possible. Like. Yeah, guide it. Let mm-hmm. her like. I'm trying to act out that particular. But it was thing that same her. scenario where it was like pull the hair. You felt a reaction. Uh, trap them in some sort of arm lock, leg lock, oh, scissors. Yeah. Excuse me while I silently come. <laughs> <laughs> and she would do the thing where she's like tapping, but then she would do that. So it was Just like, like turning like, it into a, <laughs> a little stroke. Really, um. I really like that. Yeah. I'm just gonna let you. For those who, sorry, this is audio based, so it's, so it's, it's tap, 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 and then there's a little grazing of the skin where it's like, <laughs> I, please, I give, but but don't but let don't, go. Don't let go. Yeah. I but just don't want stop. You. Don't stop. I yeah. just, I, my, my safe word is peaches, just don't. <laughs> Hitting this week. I didn't know what a safe word was, so we were just like playing around. <laughs> yeah. But to me, it was a mixture of 18 different elements at the same time. So for you, the rope was, the rope, the constriction, the... the it was the, everything. It was every single sense. The cadence, of the, the cadence of the grip of it, the... Um, the, the almost the, the contraption based. so you get it of yeah. course I do yeah. I mean, I've, I've done a little bit of everything because I want to test and see what's my thing you gotta know what you're looking at but yeah. the moment you wrap somebody in like in my case for, for wrestling a bear hug a sleeper hold something where they're constricted and, and trapped and they know they can't move Oh, now that was a big thing for yeah. me. My then, uh, my birth dad was an Aikido teacher mm-hmm. I grew up in martial arts gyms and stuff off and on that deep pressure of yeah. just someone pinning you to the mats for the first time. Like, Hi. I was 16, taking jujitsu <laughs> classes and marine ROTC classes. Oh, I'm sensei. using this as my excuse for, like, <laughs> uh. <laughs> no, there was, this, there was a part. It was how I translated it. So I trapped it, the girl. I had, her, I had her trapped. I had my legs around her waist, and I had her into a choke. But I wasn't really choking. I was just kind of putting a little Just holding just her, enough. yeah. And she was, like, tapping with it. She would stop tapping, and so I put more and more pressure on and there was a little bit of the breath play thing where it was like the constriction of the blood to the brain. Oh yeah. One of the first things I ever learned was that gi choke and yeah. like a little part of me even at like 12, 13, whatever years old was just wanting to flop on the mat just like, okay. <laughs> and it was a little bit of like I'm squeezing just enough to make you feel a little dreamy but then come back and go yeah. forth. And the whole time oh, I... that dreamy space. And I felt mm. that she enjoyed it but at the same time I felt that I was enjoying it and I wasn't expecting to enjoy it because I thought, oh, we're playing. We're just having role play. Yeah, you're just playing along with her thing. And that's what clicked it. And then of course you had the, the the fabric of her I was thirteen. So the, the, the fabric of her outfit, the little spandexy, the rubbing of the skin, <laughs> the the role play where it's like, Oh, I'm going to sleep, but she really isn't. And then the going limp and then you can do whatever you want to me kind of thing. Which Ooh. is a huge part of it. Yeah. You know, for her to go willingly go like, Oh, I'm out, even though you know you didn't really choke her out. Because to me, reality really knocking someone out is not sexy. Because if you ever seen somebody actually get knocked out, it's just a lot of like <laughs> And yeah, it's, like, terrible. it's terrifying. It's terrifying. And it's, it's not pretty. You suddenly want to call an EMT, which is, you know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, sorry. <laughs> you could say I've seen that a few times on the ambulance. Sure. It's I not mean, pretty. It still doesn't do much for me. But, uh, no. but it'd be great to have you there in the corners going like, come here, wake her up. But, <laughs> Somebody please wake her up. 
I am medically qualified to like slap you in the face a little bit, exactly. shake you by the shoulders. <laughs> this is medical water I'm splatting in your eyes. I mean, right you're now. not wrong. But <laughs> you come into the ER having passed thing, out, and we're just gonna like slap you in the face a but little. The thing like, that's so okay. great about so your kink. Um, I was gonna uh, so Willow's Willow's set of kinks and your set of kinks and my set of kinks. If we look at it on on chart, on like a little Venn diagram, it's the same. It all comes down to two things: submission, domination. Submission, domination, that trance space especially. That's Subspace what I'm and, and that trance space. Yeah. Well, that's why I can relate to some of the folks who write in these wrestling scripts and stuff for mm. you. Like that trance state, that losing your mind state, that eyes rolling back in your head, going limp, giving yeah. up completely state. I mean, that's the high I'm chasing a good amount of the yeah. time. I can translate that to And so to while you do it with rope, to me it's more like let's do role play and let's, let's yeah. get to that point. Because to me, like... And I, I, I'm a switch, so I can do both. I, I've had I've had women who have been like, well, I want to dominate you. And I'm like, okay, well, I'll pretend to be unconscious. But that means that you can do whatever you want to me. Mm. Within the parameters, of course, what we pre-agree to, you know, for consent. Yeah. For the most part, I have no real boundaries. It's like, okay, once I'm out, you can do whatever you want. Oh, no, you have boundaries. You just don't realize <laughs> them when you're talking. Well, sorry, boundaries that were not, that were pre-discussed where it's like okay don't oh, for sure yeah like i don't want you to stick a lamp up my ass or whatever like we're, well that's know. oddly specific are yeah. you okay <laughs> <laughs> it's an old joke my friend used to make well like for example actually this translates well into the biggest kink i've been playing with for the last year or so ass has lamps, been yeah. hypnosis no. <laughs> actually yeah and we do a lot of hypnosis here and yeah exactly that trancy that eyes rolling back that completely right, next going clip submissive. willow you're, you're hypnotizing her hot hot right <laughs> I'm here for it it's we just fantastic. I just did a scene I just did a scene with my friend I can't name her but she your friend she, sure she said can you please hypnotize me I said sure oh, and nice. so we did a hypnosis scene I didn't know scene. that was in your wheelhouse yeah because yeah. I, oh. I mean I studied induction you and I are going to talk yes, more yes we're going to talk because <laughs> she like she like and it was simple it was just a little pendant and just like yeah, being can... kind of Put into this state. I can even give you a soft voice that way you yes. can just kind of see like shit that's working already. Um, Y'all, yeah. I might be fragile. <laughs> really? I am like the most die-hard bottom. Her. It's ridiculous. I know her. it's really hard to get a nap in. I need you to go uh, take a nap. And the key is to Ooh. the key. As you can yourself. I can't look. I can't look at you. <laughs> so the key is that to control. Well. You, you control the induction to the point where you have you have them by by the. The, the thinnest hair which yeah. like the smallest word you say is what they have to do and so we did a scene where she was a secret she was a spy she came to my house she was supposed to kill me of course i Gosh. i turned i turned the tables on her and next thing you know she's wearing like this really beautiful spandex outfit and we do the 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 induction and then she's like on her hands and knees and crawling like a puppy to the to the door to the um to the bedroom and she's doing the whole like i want you to destroy me thing and, yes. and so it went from like i'm here to hire millions of dollars to kill you to i want you to do the same to me for free and i'm telling you this comes right back to the childhood cartoons again i swear exactly. oh dude i watched so much spy stuff the avengers back like the british avengers weirdly the, yes, yes with um oh what with, was her uh, face she played the, the Ty tyrell lady in game of thrones for a while what diana was her Rigg. name thank you yes diana Riggs. oh uh, she played um, um from the british version the, of the, the avengers the back in the, the 70s was, yeah alana tyrell she played in her oh. older age but the name of the character was oh my god I, I'm oh shit now. this is bugging me now I grew up on these movies yeah. shows I had the box set 
I, my dad did. Yeah, of course he did. I'm sure. Dude, did. I have so many daddy issues. It's Dude, hysterical. she was in leather every single episode. She literally wore like little cat suits. Oh my like, god, look it up. Can you type, was, look up Diana yeah. Rigg Avengers? Uh, Diana Riggs was, was the Avengers. You guys, I'm so sorry. I'm losing. I'm, this is I'm, I'm losing sleepy points right now. This was a formative memory, and I can't remember name? it. You said Diana Rigg. Diana Rigg Avengers. Oh my god, it's gonna come to me. She was one of the original. She was forever getting like kidnapped, tied up, hypnotized. Oh my god. They did a thing where what they like squeeze her nerve. The Vulcan pinch And she thing. just did this thing where she kind of like. We're looking up her character's name from the TV series The Avengers okay. because so... neither of us can remember it because we're used to it. They did like a nerve hold. Emma Peel. Emma Peel. Emma Peel. Thank you. She would get knocked out. That was formative and I couldn't <laughs> yeah. remember it. Christ. God, I was a kid. It was amazing. Now, I was a kid growing up on my dad's box sets, but you know how every child ever like steals like. <laughs> No. I'm not saying. I'm not saying. <laughs> no one kept porn in the house. It was a conservative okay. household. Okay. Oh, I have no idea what you're But what we about. kept in the house was videotapes okay. of goddamn Diana Riggs in a cat suit See, and Halle Berry in a cat suit. I never got that. <laughs> I uh, I think I was like 15 before I ever like really got quote unquote introduced to any kind of like sexual. That. Did we talk media? about that last time? Oh, I, I stole my have. uncle's no. What was your first? What was your first media? My first media was, I was like 10, and I found like sex games online, oh, and I was like, yep. oh, what is this? And sex so I, games? Oh, yeah, what, like Half-Life so like, and stuff? Or what was it? Second Life? What was it called? Mm, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> no. She um, knew what I meant. <laughs> no. Um, online role-playing games started being a no. thing. No. I'm not. I'm talking about Ooh. like actual sex games, like Meaning. games where you would like be a guy or like be a girl, and you would like fuck another person. You know I'm having another glass and I'm just yeah, staying later. It. This is fascinating. Um, <laughs> and it would just be like a little game of like, do you, what do you want to use? Your hands? Do you want to fuck her tits? Do you want to like vaginal, anal? Oh, I never had the nerve for those sorts of things. And I was so, so like, certain a priest was going to catch oh, me no. somehow. No, I, I was need, wait, 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 so I need fascinated. Some, I, need some, I need some clarifications. This is an online Game. It was just like, okay, so it was online gaming sites that were specifically dedicated to sex games. So what would they, what would they ask you to do? Thank you. They would ask, they wouldn't ask anything of you. Like the games would just be like, do you want to like have oral? Do you want to have sex with her like vaginally, anally? Do you want to finish like inside of her, on yes. her, on her what? face, on her tits, <laughs> or whatever, whatever yes, gets you off. It's like a truth or dare game. <laughs> kind of. And then there were like platform games mm, or play whatever. Play truth or dare at a Catholic high school sometime. Um, I'm God. just saying. <laughs> and then there were like also like little platform games where she would like run around naked and like you'd have to evade the enemies. Otherwise, like if you ran into them, instead of them taking away points from you or like taking away a life from you, they would fuck you instead. They would rant. They would, yeah, okay. Exactly. Oh, gosh, gee. So like okay. sex games all around. <laughs> but I she was terrified. more advanced for our generation. Oh, yeah, I was. Instead of, not instead of, I was terrified of my parents finding that out. Yes. So I learned how to clear my browser history real fast. Gotcha. I literally, but, I did this on a school computer even to be safe and I still got caught. I was literally Googling like basic information about periods, but the minute you Google anything that involves the word vagina, you wind up in the front office with oh, two yeah. priests and a principal and they're calling your mom and it's just like, I are y'all okay? Yeah. <laughs> Um, I was I remember terrified. So I was my... like exclusively on fanfiction.net because oh, fanfiction yeah. of Harry Potter slides onto the Catholic school radar. Oh, Google yeah. the word vagina though. Christ Weird. Jesus. <laughs> uh, I do remember finding my 
dad's um, hustler in Playboy magazines when I was like 14. For me, it was my uncle's Maxims. My yeah. mom did not allow any of that shit in the I house. I found them in the garage and I was like, yo. I found some by a dumpster. Nice. <laughs> box. I guess I guess the guy's wife had been like, get those out of here. And like I went out get to the, the I wanted to go house. take the trash out and there was this box behind the dumpster, completely dry, completely Whoa. clean. And I'm like, what is that? And I saw these magazines. I thought they were comic books. <laughs> Next time I know there's all, all these the like cheerleader monthly, barely legal <laughs> hustler, oh, yeah. all that shit. Oh, and so I, I just flipped through a couple of them and I'm like, why are they naked? And then I saw how provocatively they were posed and I was like, oh, my dad has smut magazines. Okay. Well, I'm like, actually, that's an interesting thought. And it throws back to what we were saying earlier about how like even my earliest awareness of sexuality was kinky and it was queer because I found my uncle's maxims. And I was looking at them with curiosity more than yeah. being turned on because it's like, okay, these are just naked women. Like, I've been a naked woman. What's interesting yeah, about this? Yeah, you're on the opposite side of that. It actually took me a while. I, I was flipping through a bunch of these before I started to realize, like, and then with the further on you flip, it's like, well, this is just a naked lady. Odd, but not unheard of. <laughs> I've been in martial arts gyms, locker rooms and stuff. I've seen naked ladies. That's not a well, big deal. Well, you're privy to the things that matter. I mean, it's I literally just my naked bodies, but just, yeah, for cis... For a lot oh, of, like, cis men. No, 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 no. <laughs> so my, my first introduction to comics was uh, the Archie comics. Oh, okay, yeah. I loved oh, Archie comics so yes. much. And I would read them, and I was like, these are tits. <laughs> I mean, blank. I, that was the name of one of their re regular releases. From, these yeah, are tits. these are tits, <laughs> by the way. From when Veronica I started Veronica and Betty's tits. Yes. From when I started, and like the hips, like you'd even see like uh, the little wiggly drawn lines yes. on their hips when they walk to indicate motion, and I'm just like, that is hotter to me than, I'm looking at these massive so which, magazines, and of, it's like, these the are naked ladies, whatever. Which you have fucked? I yes. <laughs> I mean, there was a, there was a dynamic I mean, between... Archie was, was a redhead. So Archie yeah. was Polly so... for fuck's sake. <laughs> yeah, he was. He was dating Veronica and Betty, like... But they, I mean, did they know that? Yes. yes. That was the old-fashioned way of doing it. So my introduction to Polly was actually, oddly enough, my conservative Christian mother. When I started dating, she Go told on. me, don't get serious. Date around, see what you like, figure out what you like. You don't want to get trapped. She grew up in the day and age when you'd go to a football game with a boy one Friday night, you'd go with a different boy to a movie another Friday night go because mom. goodness, you're not supposed yeah, to get attacked. You're not supposed Hi. to date seriously in high school. They don't want you getting stuck in your small town, right? See, when my dad figured out that I lost my virginity, he lost his shit. I wish he had that Ooh. kind of mindset. <laughs> my dad is a funny one because... He does not. Oh, I shouldn't talk ill of the poor man. He's still alive. Like I mean, he doesn't know that he's April Flowers' <laughs> My dad. dad <laughs> he's found out the hard way. Let's put it that way. April Schmowers. He once was considering going to a show, and my sister had to message him privately and be like, "Please don't do that." Wait to go to what show? He wanted to go to a show. What show? What show? Uh, a show where I was naked. Oh no. Y'all listening at home can't see me taking a big drink over that one. Meg had, my sister had Porn to message like, him. hold on. My sister had to message him and be like, Dad, take a good close look at the person and the, at the people in the photos. And of course, this was back in the days when I wore glasses. He it, didn't know that it was you. My kink persona, it was like the lowest lane effect. I take off my glasses, I let my hair down, no one knew who I was. It was hysterical. I love the lowest lane effect. One ex-coworker and my father figured it out the hard way. <laughs> 
So when it, wait, so yeah, so your dad I found asked, out, huh? We all just politely don't. My dad wanted to go to a show, and I was one of the people in it. And my sister had to message him and be like, No, 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 no. I can't tell you the amount of people who have messaged me and be like, Hey, is this you? And they'll send me a link to like some kind of porn, and I'm like, Honey, do you know what my face looks like? That's not even close. I, every single one of my younger siblings has gone through the coming of age ritual where at 18 years old, I sit them down and go, don't go to the kink clubs. And if you do, just let me know so we can arrange not to overlap. Yeah. It's hysterical. And even with one of my partners, we have to worry about that because he's older. He's got children and they're of course legal adults now, but we have to stagger our appearances at kink clubs and cons and stuff based on... We don't want your dad and your daughter to wind up at the same event. Let's just avoid this one at all costs. So let me ask. <laughs> you have made it, uh, you've mentioned it sort of, that you Keep are Keep talking, me grab a drink. <laughs> <laughs> You're more of a, into being a sub, right? 100%, yeah. 100% sub. I so, can top when necessary. Right, or so when I want to go into that a little bit. Yeah. Um, like what... Santiago with the ice machine, really? <laughs> He's a sleeper kid in the back, just. Um, I wanted to go in a little bit about what it takes for you to be a top. Like, what are your disdain for men? <laughs> I can't say that any simpler. I, can, I don't think that really gives anybody a clear idea. So, so no, you know, I'm not even. I'm not even kidding. Okay. I say stuff like that. Hang on. <laughs> So what goes into it as in, like, personality-wise, you obviously a disdain for men. It's mostly a running joke, to be honest. Okay. Um, my personality in my real life is very bossy. I'm an EMT in my normal life. I'm ex-military in my normal life. I developed a big, deep, loud, bossy voice very young. Literally at about 16 when I was in Marine ROTC, you learn to yell at the boys because they were well, the only girl in a classroom of 20 boys. You got to give them shit or else they're not going to get in line. And even just saying that makes me sound toppy, but I promise I'm not. <laughs> I'm just a bossy asshole who's mostly worked in male-dominated fields, so you have uh -huh. to be a bossy asshole. They don't give you a choice. Right. Um, and quite frankly, I enjoy it and I'm good at it. So good. there's a persona of me that can stand in the middle of I-75 directing traffic. <laughs> I have put my goddamn boot on someone's car and been like, fucking no, you turn around, you're going a different way, we're working an accident scene, you get out of my way. <laughs> But in my kink life, I actually enjoy the break from that persona because that's most of my life. I'm bossy. I'm in charge. I have to be because if I don't, you know, people die. Don't and I don't love that pressure that's how all it works. the time. That's yeah. How it works. yeah. So for me, kink is partially an escape, partially just embracing things that I love. And occasionally it bleeds through. You know, one of the first times I realized I might be a little toppy was um, I was at the kink club. I enjoy dressing to the nines. Oh, same. I love it. You know, the corsets, the boots, the heels. But to some folks, that says top. It really I just does. like high heels. I See, just like being tall and if pretty. If you add glitter to the complex, it totally, oh, yes. throws them, totally throws them off. And when I'm doing the rope stuff especially, you know, I look a little softer, a little bottomier. I tend to wear very loose, comfortable bodysuits when I'm getting tied because mm -hmm. it's it flows easier. But when I show up at the club, when the night starts, I'm in my, you know, big heavy push-up bra, the spiked jewelry, Hi. the hair up in a braid, the corsets, the heels, and it makes men think it's, it's oh, coated toppy. Oh, she's a dom. So I was literally <laughs> sitting there once chatting with a buddy of mine. 
And this man literally crawls over and asks, may I lick your boots? And without even hesitating, I was just like, if you do it quietly. (laughs) Because that's just me as a person. (laughs) And he thought I was just being toppy. And my friend was like, oh, I didn't know that about you. I'm like, shit, I didn't know that about me. (laughs) And I lived with a partner for a while who was a little bit switchy. So there was a little of that sometimes. Um, He would occasionally want to be kind of bottomy. So I would let Mm -hmm. him sit at my feet or I would let him sleep at the foot of the bed tonight just to sort of, just because it was comfortable and it made him happy. Mm -hmm. And for me, that's still the service bottom talking because I'm still doing this for you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> for me, whatever translates, whatever comes across as toppiness, for me, it's not, I don't get a charge out of being toppy. It's, to me, it's still. That sounds kind of like. Either a, it doesn't affect me at all or it makes me feel like I'm helping you. In a way. I know, I feel like yeah. I should have gotten the, uh, the foot robber. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, we're in the hot tub earlier and I'm like, ah, oh, yes, I'll take you up on that foot rub you're about to offer me, Santiago. It's yeah. fine. And I'm I was just a like, bossy jackass, and people think I'm a top. You know, it was good. It was good because I was just like, I didn't and I got remember, a foot. I don't recall actually offering her exactly why it works. Oh, I just got Jedi mind tricked. Oh, I'm just a confident bossy jackass, and men fall for it. I mean, that would have been great if that was the actual movie. Just Luke Skywalker, like Jabba the Hutt. Luke Skywalker was the bottom. <laughs> okay, changed my mind. <laughs> Jabba the Hutt do foot robbing dadodo. Oh, gross! You made it no, weird. No, but uh, no. So don't ruin my fandom. My cats are gonna hate you. Oh my <laughs> god! If I if I ruin your kink with Java, then I'm yeah. doing my. For I'm me, doing when, I'm bottoming, when I'm bottoming, when I'm bottoming, top- it's a service. When I'm topping, it's a service. When I say that, I basically think of myself as a vessel for service for others. That's my okay. whole life goal at all times, professionally, so personally, kinkily. Yeah, I'm a service everything. You're a service bottom. <laughs> So, Sometimes so, the power bottom. So let's go to Findom. Like. Let's go to Findom. Oh, that. yeah. I want to yeah. hear about so, this. To me, Findom has been a very tricky kind it of is, topic. Because it is kind of a trippy, trippy, tricky topic. <laughs> More right wine, on, ladies and gentlemen. You're right on both counts. No, so, so to me, Findom, for the longest time when I first encountered it, I, I didn't quite understand it. And I was a little weird about it because I kept thinking of all these very extreme scenarios. Where like, mm-hmm. What if a guy's giving you his kids, you know, college funds? Because he wants you to, to continue to, to, to string him along, uh-huh. or what if he wants you to, you know, shit that he's been saving for his wife, like he's giving it up to, to them or mm-hmm. whatever. Um, what? So to me, that was the big thing. It's like, how, how does a, a financial dominant know that she's not playing with fire? Okay. Um, so I'm Use just that going for to... sound, sorry. No, pro- no problem. Uh, I'm going to preface this with saying that I have the hiccup, so I'm going to need the well, audience. Well, you know what? I'm going to get extra listeners just on the hiccup fetish. I'm, <laughs> I'm going to need everybody to excuse me. Um, I can't help the hiccups, so you're just going to have to deal. Quick, but... someone say something shocking. <laughs> we never do that here. Oh, no. Trump won the recount. How dare you? <laughs> the hiccups are gone. <laughs> That's too mean. That's um, too sadistic. Safe word. <laughs> safe word is peaches. <laughs> um, so one thing to remember... Goodness. Oh, one God. thing to remember with uh, Findoms is that just like any other kind of power... God. <laughs> power dynamic. It's adorable, trust me. That's really power cool. dynamic is that we are all different. Um, every Findom... Or Findom, as well as every other dot. It's okay. Any dynamic is different. It, they, they everybody has and their different, different limits. limits. Everybody has their own mm, God. 
Everybody has their the power own. Through it. You got this. <laughs> this is amazing. Uh, this is of, this is so adorable. Yeah. Oh my god. I'm sorry. I know that's condescending, but it's so cute. <laughs> kind of setting and uh, boundaries, but the way that I look at it is, um, I will never work with somebody who is sending me their uh, financial stability. And what I mean by that is. Uh, if somebody is sending me more than what they are able to live on, yeah. Um, to to explain Findom in a way that more people understand it is. I, but but how do you figure out those numbers? Is my question. How do I figure out those numbers? Is so. Well, what I generally do, money regularly, you so it's not really it. sending me money. It's me uh, having control of their accounts. Um, oh, so much different than what I've done. Sure, uh-huh. excuse me. So a lot of uh, fandom situations, like I said, it will vary from person to person. I don't know if I said that quite like that because my brain is so no. tied on well, like, I mean, please think... stop hiccuping. No, I mean, <laughs> I think people think of topping as like almost heartless. Like your role is to be like this cold, scary bitch, but like... Mm-hmm. Even it's from not. the copy side of so, things, you know your individual people, yeah. you know the differences, right. you adjust accordingly. So I've only had a couple of long-term uh, subs, but uh, when it comes down to it, the way that I think about it is that I have control of somebody's finances in a way that is healthy, and I will not allow them to... Goodness. <laughs> I will not allow them to have a certain threshold. God. Power through it. We still take you seriously, even if you look silly. This is going to be a selling point for this podcast. I'm so sorry that there's so many hiccups. You have nothing to apologize for. I don't know why they just suddenly decided to be like, hey, we're going to wrap us up. That's why. Um... We still take you seriously. You still look important and serious. I feel like you give like a teaspoon of sugar just to like... So, um... My brain is essentially fried at this point trying to get through these hiccups oh well do you mind if i ask some questions then because this um, is something i'm a little curious about so yes yeah hold, um, hold your breath while she asks the question so why don't you give us a specific example without naming names why don't you give us a specific example like have you ever come across problems where you've had to put your foot down and be like i don't think this is responsible or healthy so i'm gonna like tell you to i'm gonna say no to I'm you back for away once. from you as a financial yes. submissive um so I am ac- actually not a financial submissive. I am I'm saying f- you were talking to a financial yes. submissive. Oh, yeah, yeah. Gotcha. Gotcha. Um, so in in long run, what it boils down to is me having control of their finances. and in Passwords, a, bank accounts, the whole nine yards? Pretty much. Fascinating. Um, now, do, you, do you vet the fact that they're either single or with a, a, a wife? Or a usually it doesn't bother me whether or not they are with somebody as long as they... If they are with... A partner, if their partner knows, um, then I generally feel better about it. And if they don't yeah. know that um, they are within a cer- certain financial situation, that it is not going to hinder their yeah. relationship. Because the this- last thing that I want to do is to impact somebody's life, yeah. especially somebody somebody's relationship where they've decided to marry another person. Right. And kink is fun, but you don't want to actually exactly cause like damage. Just because Real damage. my livelihood is dep- not dependent, but it is involves. Involves. Yes, thank you. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it involves 
taking control of some good god <laughs> y'all can't see this but it's hilarious <laughs> go on just go because on. my livelihood involves hey, somebody else else's like finances and them uh that does not mean that i want to get into their livelihood that does not mean that i want to get into their relationship because i don't want to hinder that so a certain Mm, there's there's a lot of kink that like embraces the idea that like, <laughs> sleeper I don't want to hear shit from you. <laughs> well, with kink Go especially, on. there's there's a lot of like you have to accept that the other you're doing the most you can exactly. to respect boundaries and stay within boundaries. There's a certain point at which it becomes the burden, the onus of responsibilities on the other person to also be within their own boundaries. You cannot control their boundaries for them. If they're doing what they think is within their limits, then that's the information you have to work with. Exactly. So and there's a certain I think, amount of you want to be responsible for them, but they also have to meet you there with their own responsibilities. Exactly. So I think the only time that I have ever had to tell somebody that, like, no, we need to cut this off sure. is whenever I was in a relationship with somebody who me. wanted me to be like all of these different things yeah. like he wanted me to be his dom and then came to me and he's like oh but i want you to be my personal assistant and then i want you to be my sugar baby and i was like honey like, honey you don't need a dom you need a therapist that's exactly what i said i i looked at him and i was like i can't be all of these things for you so i'm gonna Sex you and domination to... can be part of like helping you feel better about See, yourself, but it cannot be a substitute for therapy. But <laughs> Ooh, well, that right. incorporates a whole nother thing. So oh, I, yeah. <laughs> I came to him and I was like, I can't be all of these things. You want me to be dominating over you, but you also want me to be submissive towards you because you want me to like have this dynamic with you. I can't mm. do, yeah. I can't do that. Uh, no matter how much you pay me, like yeah. I don't care. Um, people think that tops like that they can everything like, suddenly is within boundaries. Be... They're 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 up for everything, but like tops need to have their own boundaries and their own right. lines too. People uh, forget that I think. Right, and I think that really just comes down to the person. I totally understand what you mean. Yeah. Um. <laughs> pause really quick. Uh, <laughs> totally forgot where my mind was. Um. I mean, it's, you, you've been doing great juggling the hiccuping. The fucking hiccups are just... Uh. I mean, this fascinates me because I've toyed with a little bit of Dom stuff. Um, mostly, you, again, still, for aesthetics yeah. and for pay. Are you still currently active in, in the Fendom? A little bit. Uh, a little bit because I don't really have a whole lot of like clients right now. Sure. Um, mm. So I've got like it's one... It's a tough time for that, yeah. I've got... I mean, it's a great time. Like, <laughs> I... Because nobody's getting together. Okay, I can actually... I remember what my thought is. So, um, so, um, I actually don't incorporate sex into my findumming. Oh, yeah. Uh, so it's not it's sexual for me at all. It is a complete power dynamic, uh, yes. where I am in control of this person, this, uh, usually a man. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> and I'm telling him what to do, but I'm also a very gentle Dom, and I'm a very soft Dom. For anybody listening who wants a gentle Dom or wants a Dom <laughs> and uh, is looking, by the way, <laughs> you might know a gal. Um, I mean, I can totally see that. Sex and so, kink are, I won't say entirely they're completely separate, different for but me. they hit such different 
notes for me. Yeah, so they are not I get a different charge from actually getting off than I do from a good rope scene, a good, like, worship my boots and, like, kiss the ground I walk on. Like, right. it's not sexual. So sure. I, it's power. It's energy. Exactly. Yes. And I am all about financial power, and I really enjoy the dynamic between uh, a submissive who gives me power over their finances. I also love ass worship. Like, the best thing you could do for me I mean, me I've seen your ass pretty is... up close today. I could see what? that. <laughs> <laughs> the best thing that you could do for me is worship my ass. Like, that's all you need to do. Good to know. Um, <laughs> but, but it really just comes down from person to person. Um, Absolutely. It's, it's mostly a control of finances, um, but... It still carries over into the Dom spectrum. I've heard a lot of podcasts and I've listened to a lot of other Doms saying that you shouldn't trust uh, Doms or Finn Doms who don't have an online presence. And I don't necessarily think that that's fair because most of I these... don't necessarily agree. Absolutely. Right. Most of these... It, it helps to have a reputation you can like check out and vet, but like... Who's got the time to be on all the social media 24-7? Perfectly respectable people don't have an Instagram presence, you know? I have other things to do. It's a helpful tool, but it's not a necessity. Exactly. Oh, good lesson. (laughs) Exactly. Um, I don't have a presence as a fintom. I get that. I I move almost exclusively through word of mouth. Um, I honestly prefer and trust more word of mouth. I did yeah. uh, a lot of like porn and kink clips and videos. And, and if somebody scenes, tells me that somebody isn't worth high, trusting, yeah. like, and if they tell me their experience with somebody, like, I'm not going to be as comfortable with that person yeah. as I've been hired to go people. to clubs and be like one of the like roving like party subs and stuff to help keep things going. And like, guess what? Word of mouth does better for those scenes than face than Absolutely. any amount of social media does. And you so, can trust the word of other people in the scene better than you can trust because anyone can say anything about themselves online. Exactly. And so I didn't but ever Santiago want to Santiago tells be... me he's this cool person to work with and I'm here for it. Yeah. And so I never <laughs> wanted to be this person that like chalks themselves up as like, oh, I'm this awesome soft dom online and I would like to just have my word or my presence move through word of mouth of like, hey... <laughs> God, <laughs> tell us what you really think. Hey, <laughs> I, that was so perfectly timed. <laughs> I I really like this individual. She's really cute and she's really soft. I'm like I said, I'm the mom friend. Yeah, and so like I I'm understanding and I'm patient, but I also know when to put my foot down. Internet presence can help. With accessibility, for sure. Absolutely. Um, but word of mouth is always going to be safest in kink scenes, I think. Absolutely. And I think the worst thing, especially for Findots or anybody who is a new dom or trying to get into the scene, is this idea that you have to put out content for people. Because that's not yes. at all what doming is about. Because During like my heyday of um, like clips for hire and stuff, I was oh. working for a couple local dominatrixes, I'm doing all these scenes so they can like produce constant content. And don't get me wrong, it was super fun. Like any excuse to get domed by pretty women, let's be honest. 
But the drive and the pressure to create constant content just like right. and that it doesn't really even help either because people want unique and individual experiences exactly and the so, men who are hiring dominatrixes are not hiring them for the same reasons that i a pretty girl am appearing as a bottom in these videos it's not the same see i as a dominatrix or, or as a dom because i don't necessarily define myself as a dominatrix because i don't do the whole like sexually kink thing yeah it's like, sure, sure, very sure. dominatrix yeah. feels like a very specific connotation doesn't it yeah it does yeah um so i've worn I big high boots and with... had men lick my feet and like exactly. carry me everywhere i don't identify as a dominatrix by any stretch i just dom um dom and... is a verb versus dom is a noun you know exactly yeah um so as a dom especially as a findom i don't associate it with sexual acts i don't associate it with like the leather and the whipping and anything to do with like anything sexual it is purely a pa god a power yeah. exchange power dynamics cannot are versatile stand how much i'm hiccuping <laughs> power dynamics are Someone versatile out there probably they're unique <laughs> no power dynamic is ever going to look the same with anyone exactly. else there's nothing inherent or necessary to any of and them so the fact any way that works for you and makes you and your partner happy is the right way to do it and so the fact that there is constantly findom or findoms and doms and dominatrixes on all of these different sites putting out all this content of like oh you should watch my stuff i don't actually quite understand it if anybody has any like advice to give me i would absolutely love it but i don't understand it from a dom's perspective because from my end I don't do it for the sexual aspect and everything that I've seen, all of the clips that I've bought to like understand from other people's perspective, it's sex work. Well, like I have yeah. always seen an exchange and that's not what findoming is for me. And that's one of the troubles again with the constant internet promotion because I mm -hmm. consider it like again at my heyday of producing clips and doing all this submission work on camera and stuff. I mean it was flat out sex work. I was yeah. having sex on camera. I was having sex in clubs. I was having sex in scenes. Don't get me wrong, I fucking love it. Yeah, like it's a lot <laughs> for me of fun. that works. But but it's very different because I can mm. tell you from personal experience, I would have sex with this dominatrix on camera because it makes for good clips. It, it sells. does make for great clips. It gets clips. traffic. It makes money. But that's but not it's what not I'm in what it we're for. necessarily doing exactly. with the actual people who want to hire a dominatrix. It's exactly. not inherently sexual at all, and in fact, more often I would guess it's not. I have been hired by her. We have had sex on camera to produce clips and content to sell to get attention, to get fans, to get likes, to draw people in. But then she would hire me for actual scenes and sessions, and it barely got sexual at all. I've had scenes with her where I was, well, I won't say fully clothed, because to walk down the street like that would be indecent, but for kink, it was fairly fully clothed. All the yes. important bits are covered. And it's see, power dynamics. That's why... People would pay good money to watch her be mean to me, and they'd be sitting in the corner tied up, like being left out of it and like wanting. So sad. And it's entirely different than what you put out on the internet. Exactly. The stuff so you do that's to bring why in money, so to bring in fans, to bring in likes. It's hesitant different. to have uh, an online presence because yeah. I feel like it's it is important, especially yeah. for revenue's sake. But and it's like, not important. Me, most of my online presence at this point is your wrestling <laughs> stuff, which again, don't get me wrong, I love it. But people will look at me online and go, Ah, yes, that's April. She wrestles, which um, I do. But, but that's not even from, remotely my from main a thing. Fandoms, yeah perspective like it's not what i'm here for i'm not here to produce content for somebody i'm here to dominate somebody so what do you get out of it i get 
God. I get satisfaction <laughs> from knowing that I am not only financially dominant over somebody who is perhaps, like, weaker than me. So um, you get that little charge out of, like, being I in do. control, getting to feel a little superior. I do. And there's nothing who sexual. Who doesn't? Let's, let's be honest. Who doesn't feel a like lot that of sometimes? People get, a lot of people <laughs> get, the, like, that sexual charge from it, but I don't. I get that charge from, like, I in charge of this person. I... Am deciding what they are doing with their finances. Oh, damn I'm it. Not... Now I've got the hiccups. Oh what the God. hell? Oh, no! <laughs> Fuck! <laughs> You're contagious. Oh, no! <laughs> Ignore me. Um, Go on. You were saying. Like, the difference between, like, a sugar relationship and a uh, fin dump relationship is... Ah, sugar relationships I'm more familiar with. <laughs> so, with a sugar relationship, she will come to her daddy, quote-unquote. Yes, I do. And <laughs> they will have an appointment. Jesus Christ. And Men buy me lingerie, man. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> and they will have an appointment, and he will give her money or cash or whatever, whatever their arrangement is. Uh, whereas a Fintom relationship is, I am in charge of your finances, period. So it's not about the amounts of cash or anything for no, you. It's, it's about like, the power involved in that. I am, because money is such an intimate, vulnerable thing, Right, really. like, it's not me getting an allowance. It's me having control of your finances and giving you an allowance. Interesting. Other so otherwise the entire script. Exactly. Otherwise, it's mine. And that is such a different power trip. Like I can exactly. give someone power over me for an hour or two in a kink club, but then I go home and I am again that bossy bitch. I'm exactly. in charge of my life. Mm-hmm. I literally save human but at lives. The same I'm in charge time, of my finances. I'm also it's totally a soft dom. I am I'm very soft. Like I give everybody a chance. I give you a chance if you want to be bratty. Okay. Yes. If you want to act out, all right. You just need to understand that there are consequences later. <laughs> Did anyone else just get a little shiver? Just me? Okay. You should have. Oh, shit. <laughs> Y'all, I can vouch for her. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> then again, I'm a hopeless wreck, so take that as you will. Well, okay. I think we we made it. We, we made it to the end of the the Findom track. There. You, you actually... If anybody has any other questions, Are you gonna get aside from my hiccups, I'm get so sorry. Hiccup text. I swear to God. <laughs> um, well, yeah. So I think we've we've accomplished our our thing, which is to get to know April better. Yeah. Uh, if I have any other questions for you, post this. I will ask it in our next podcast. Oh my gosh, that's exciting. And well, the thing is, like, April and uh, Will are both available for, for our um, particular customs via I Am Sleeper Kid. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So the email is I Am Sleeper Kid at Yahoo.com. I'm currently running both SKWPPV.com and also Sensually uh, Savage Productions.com. I'm getting hiccups now. <laughs> I'm so <laughs> contagious. I'm uh, so contagious. I just got a lot. <laughs> Literally Y'all, three, it's a wonder we get anything three done. Three drunkards. <laughs> what do you do with a drunken sailor? <laughs> uh, yeah, apparently whatever you want. Now we just need a bard <laughs> and a dragon. I mean, hello. <laughs> so you're the bard, I'm the wizard. What I'm like you? a half a glass I of wine from belting it out. I don't fucking know. So we oh, have... Shit, okay, you yeah. heard it here. <laughs> so we have... I'm sorry, uh, did you just listen to my last one? Yes, rant? I did, yeah. Now, unfortunately, I'm out of We money. got a daddy, we got a dog, we got a drunken bard. We're ready Let's to take go. the show on the road. <laughs> <laughs> Throw your panties to your witcher. Oh, no. <laughs> We're going to hell, y'all. 
So, uh, so uh, both um, Willow and April. I'm getting it. I'm He's getting got it. the fucking hiccups. Yeah. All right, I'm in charge now. I'm the so, last one standing. So April, God help our souls. April and Willow are both available for customs now. Uh, we're 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 actually pretty booked up through the beginning of December, so we're gonna oh, hopefully get some December nice. action. I, I could probably squeeze in stuff beforehand, but I can't guarantee anything. Uh, but if you want to send us a script for both of these beautiful uh, models slash wrestlers slash persons persons uh, people, <laughs> uh, send it to I am you see him with the NB representation yes. there <laughs> I am superkid at yahoo.com uh, also go to my website at um, skwppv.com and superkidsworld.com you can also go to centrallysavageproductions.com uh, for our more kinky stuff and Ooh. then do you guys have anything you want to promote any twitter pages anything like that I don't you know I keep it low key I also pretty ke- keep it pretty low key Oh, God. <laughs> you know where let to me, find let us. Let me just, like, end the podcast. Willowshiccups.com is opening. <laughs> and now it's just going to be, like, three minutes of her hiccuping. You're welcome, folks. Um, Jesus. But uh, if you want to send Sleeper Kids some requests for me, I'd be happy to yes. oblige. Yes. Uh, she did a Request great job Request the two of us together more. That was a fun day. You guys would make a really good tag team, too, versus some poor Oh, poor now girl. that we've got to try. That could bring out some Dom Lee vibes. Yeah, yeah, you guys could totally like. She uh, would lose. Oh yes. Or it could be a thing where like you're you're a tag team, but then like she loses and you're just in the back. Like I knew this would happen. I <laughs> knew this. There's a lot of possibility, folks. God. We're all versatile. Good help is so hard to find. I uh, or if you just want to send me your bank account. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. Why kid? Own it. <laughs> no. I mean. Half the attraction is the confidence. Um, no, but we we had a blast. Wow, today today caught up. Today really today did. was all right. So it was a his, full day. <laughs> tonight's so tonight's drunken um, <laughs> <laughs> podcast was brought to you by the letter B. No, but we we're gonna oh for fuck's sake. No, but we're gonna blue. So, yeah. <laughs> no, so the great thing is that you guys are going to get to see the clip today that we shot. Is the one that I'm going to release for free. That's the one that's uh, that I promised for the Joe Biden campaign, and we did the red versus blue, blue versus red clip. And I think that at some point your your finishing move was called the what? It was called the blue wave. <laughs> Y'all are gonna love it. That's, that's all I, I get. Say. Beat the hell up. That's all I got. <laughs> Which is of course what it. we're all here for, right? Well, you demanded a recount, and that's a no no. So yeah. Oh, because you're a sore loser. I oh gosh. That was such an uncomfortable role. It was great. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, enjoy uh, enjoy the po- Well, you have enjoyed the podcast. We're at the end of it now, but uh, look for- looking forward to the next one. We are so drunk. You dang self. We did not eat. Ladies, enough. gentlemen, folks of all sorts, it's been a pleasure. Oh my <laughs> Thanks god! Thanks for look having me. Pro- look at your pronouncing words. I know she's much better than the both of us. You know, it could be because I'm just being a responsible drinker. It could be because I'm millennial garbage and my alcohol tolerance is fucking gone yeah, it's, <laughs> it's your a fault. problem it's your fault. anyway y'all have a great night yeah have a good night skwpv.com and sleeperkidsworld.com and uh we'll see you guys soon adios bye bye bye